All right, guys, welcome to episode 105 of the Different Animals Podcast. It's your boy, Tyler. And I'm Ever Castro. This week, we talk about the just absolute shit show that just that is Jurassic World Dominion. Um, we talk about Street Fighter and the absolute shit show that is uh, <laughs> Street Fighter 2 and its <laughs> 18 versions. Um, we talk about uh, Joker 2 possibly being a fucking musical. Uh, we talk about some some sequels and remakes and pricing and you know whether it's outrageous or not. And then you know we spend the last you know probably fucking hour <laughs> of the show <laughs> talking about Barry season three. But first, normally start with what we've been watching and mm-hmm. uh, we will get to that very quickly but the one thing i wanted to touch on this is a small peek behind the curtain and i didn't tell you this right before we recorded mm-hmm. but i edit and I, I edit and come up with every like the title name and everything the day before yeah. we put it out uh, so i just did that before we recorded and i i the name i came up with for last week's episode <laughs> was uh, we mentioned Kaylee Cuoco, and you're like, "Damn, Big Bang Theory lost like we lost a chunk of Kaylee Cuoco's talent because she was doing Big Bang Theory." Yeah, and then we're like, "It doesn't fucking matter because she made so much money on Big Bang Theory. I'm sure she doesn't give a shit." Right. So my name for last week's episode is Big Bang Theory, right? Yeah. And what I'm trying to figure out is what rapper would have an album named Big Bang Theory because there's <laughs> gotta be one, right? There's it's like, uh, it's gonna be Big Sean. Not just because they oh have the, not just because he has the song Big Bang, you know, the Big Bang, Tick, Little Bang. But it, that just yeah, sounds. I think that's a YG song that he's in, right? Oh, but, I think you're right. But, yeah. but it does sound like some Big Sean would do. My other option was like Jack Harlow. Uh, uh, yeah, if mm-hmm. if he gets mm-hmm. a second album, it's not, <laughs> sounds like it may not happen. Mm-hmm. But like I typed it in, I was like, that's a decent name for an episode. And then I was like, this shit sounds like a rap album, <laughs> like like a terrible rap album. That that shit sounds like a Soldier Boy rap album. Um, I googled it just to make sure yeah. that it wasn't it? already a thing. Was it? I, no, I did oh. not. I, I typed up Big Bank Theory and Google acted like I... Like, you know how normally it'll hit you with, did you mean Big Bang Theory? And then show you all the results for Big Bang Theory? Mm-hmm. It didn't even say that, like, did you mean this? It just showed me all the results for Big Bang Theory. Like, it didn't even, like comprehend for a moment that I could have been talking about something else. Like, Google was like, nah, he's definitely talking about this show. Just the only reason anybody would Google anything like this. Um, but yeah, sorry, I just wanted to jump in with that little tidbit. I was like, okay. that, I'm trying to figure out who it would be. Google uh, says it's a really podcast soft. about Exeter City FC. Wow. Get the fuck out of here. Wasted. Big Sean's, Big Sean's gonna fucking, uh, <laughs> he's gonna buy that, he's gonna buy the rights to that name for his next album. Um, so yeah, uh, Big Bang Theory is episode 104. Uh, so, um, with that being said, we'll, we will jump to what we've been watching. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you want to touch on what you've been watching recently? 
yeah, yeah. Um, let me think. I'm trying to think if there was anything else I watched. Because I feel like... Because usually you're not coming with two or three. Because usually some slip in through the cracks. Mm-hmm. And then... I don't think so. I think this, this week is just a big one. Okay, and then yeah. the one that we're going to discuss. Do you want to do you want to move? So we you know Tyler and I both watched Barry season three. Do you want to put that at the end? We can have like a yeah. Spoiler we'll definitely put that at the end. Yeah. All right, yeah. So like around like the forty five minute mark, we'll we'll switch over. It'll be like a short regular episode and then like a big Barry discussion. Yeah. Because uh, I actually just finished it today, just right before we recorded. I tried to time it up, so I did my two a days and then I finished just before we recorded. But so the big one so, I have um, is Jurassic World Dominion, okay. and. I feel about this one almost directly opposite of how I feel about Barry. So, oh man, <laughs> yeah. So this movie, um, I didn't, I didn't care for it much. It sends me to say that because I, um, so so have you seen any other Jurassic parks? Have you seen one or any? I've or never three? seen a single Jurassic. Park one? Okay, so. Three is the one that's kind of everybody agrees is great, right? Everybody sort of assumes classic, ten out of ten, five out of five sci-fi movie classic. And but then all the other sequels, you can pretty much find anybody in the street, and they'll tell you they like two and four, but not you know three and maybe five and or so and so, right? They'll be like, well, I like right. some some motherfuckers will literally say I like the fifth one, but none of the other ones. It is like it's interesting because I think most franchises. You know, people, people sort of line up, right? Like, people assume, right. you know, Batman Begins is good, The Dark Knight is good, Rises is meh, right? This one, it's yeah. just one Matrix, great one. Matrix one's great. Matrix right. Reloaded's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Revolution's meh. Right, exactly, yeah. So most of the people line up, but this one is one you can you can find someone where people love 3, because it's like a campy B-movie, people love World, anyway. Um, and so I've always been on the side that I like all of them for different reasons. You know, two is not as good as one, but it's still solid. Three has like, it's like a 90 minute, just simple dinosaurs on an island in and out. I used to watch it all the time when I was a kid. Cause it was, it's just like simple, right? Mm-hmm. Um, world Jurassic world, I thought was a fine reboot. I like the way this, the, 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 the park looks, the special effects look great. And then four, um, I'm sorry, five, uh, Fallen Kingdom. That has some really good sequences, especially one in like this like little orb thing, and then the the last third of the movie, there's like a dinosaur loose in a house. It's pretty much like a haunted house movie, and it's really great. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've always liked them to some degree, even if I don't love five. I think, like I said, there's a gothic thing, or there's like a great sequence on the island, right? Right. This is one where I just can't. I couldn't find anything that I liked. I just yeah, no. th- so. They bring so it's it, it's the new cast of the world movies, which Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard, and then, and then they bring back the old cast from the from one, two, and three. But they're not all in one, two, and three. But they they're mostly from one, two, and three. And it's uh, yeah. Sam Neill as Alan Grant, um, Jeff Goldblum, and Laura Dern. Yep. And so, like, it's a legacy sequel, right? Well, it's funny because Jurassic World is a legacy sequel, so this is a right. legacy sequel is... to the legacy sequel. Yeah, this is more like. Hmm. See, I don't know if you call it a legacy... Well, all right, I, I could be wrong. This may be a legacy sequel. Uh, I just assumed because the first set was a trilogy that this... Is this shaped in any way to seem to be the last one in this new set of movies? I think so, yeah. I think in, in all the trailers, I mean, like, the stunning conclusion of the Jurassic okay. so, movies. Yeah, I don't know if I call it a legacy sequel as much as, like, just, a, like, a giant culmination. Like, yeah. I don't know that I would call No Way Home a legacy sequel. No, yeah, and that's what's so interesting. Yeah, yeah. so, yeah, you're right, because then that's not, that's just, like, multiverse stuff. But then something like, what was the one, like, Top Gun is, but... 
Yeah, but I think the difference to me is that, like, the legacy sequels, like, take the old stuff and start something new. Right. Whereas this is, like, taking the old stuff and just trying to close the envelope. You know what true, I mean? True. It's, uh, I think that's, to me, why I don't think I would classify it that. But oh, right, it's not right. like I'm sort of any Webster's on fucking movie. <laughs> no, 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 no. That makes sense. Cause I, especially because I think Jurassic World 1 is definitely a legacy sequel. It's because mm-hmm. it brings yeah. in like stuff from the old one, like the T-Rex, but it's sort of, you know, it's the new cast. Right. Um, and so, the, 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 the story for this one doesn't, it just feels sort of patched together. Like, it's too, so the old cast and the new cast sort of have, each have a storyline throughout the movie. And then at the end, like the last third, they come together, right? Mm-hmm. But each one is just so different in what it's about. Um, okay. I'm going to, well, it's not really a spoiler because... Who gives a shit? Um, but so like the Chris Pratt one, and they they have this kid, and the kid gets taken by like eco terrorists or some shit, right? And then the old cast. Okay, and, hold on. And, and Does, is that is that ridiculous for a Jurassic Park movie on the face? Because I don't know what Jurassic Park is actually about. I know from what I understand, the first one they brought back dinosaurs. They yeah. had an amusement park. Dinosaurs got out. Shit went south. Yeah, I don't know what two and three were about, but the idea of like a, the movie being about a terrorist abducting a child, I'm like, I thought this was dinosaurs. Like, well, well, is it a terrorist? Maybe they're po- they're like poachers. They're like people. So two is has like poachers or like um, big game hunters, right? Because di- everybody wants dinosaurs, so they're willing right. to. That makes sense. So maybe not terrorists. Maybe yeah, more like violent poachers. But they abdu- right? abducted a child. Yes, yeah, it's, it's like a whole DNA thing. It, it, oh, okay. dude, by the time we get to these, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, just go, go full ahead. blown crazy CGI because it's like, or not CGI, crazy like sci-fi DNA bullshit. And okay. so then that's that's that, that's the new story. But then the old story is like, there's these locusts that come because a company like digitally manufactures them, and they're like killing all the crops in the world, and so they have to like find evidence to stop them or something. But okay. then, like, also, also doesn't really sound like Jurassic Park shit. Exactly. Go I was talking to my yeah. friend today. She was like, "Yeah, I didn't really understand." It. I was like, "Yeah." I literally go, "Ooh, time to buckle up. Let me sit down and enjoy this new dinosaur movie." Yeah. <laughs> Forty minutes of locust talk go by. I'm like, oh, "Well, not a lot of dinosaurs in this fucking <laughs> dinosaur movie." Right. And so, and so, but I was fine. I was like, "Fine, right?" I'm in the movie. I'm like, "All right, fine. Just give me some good like dinosaur action sequences." Like, there's some really good ones in Fallen Kingdom. There's some really good ones in Jurassic World. Like, just really well put together. But these, I mean, there's one in like an African in Malta, which I think is in Africa. That's pretty solid. Um, but then everything else just, it's just. I'm gonna chalk it up to the fact that it was filmed during COVID, because it, it just it, it it's like weirdly empty sometimes. And the, the the action so at the end they have like the entire cast right all like mm-hmm. six like the three new ones and the three old ones and they're all running from this like bigger T Rex or something, mm-hmm. and because they want to have them all there, what ends up happening is that the, the it's like choppily edited because like some of them will be running from the T Rex, but then the other ones will be like running on the other side. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just too many people to have an action right. scene. It feels cluttered. I'm like, I'm not... Am I watching the fucking Expendables? Or am I watching Jurassic? <laughs> Whatever, right? <coughs> and so that... I was like, well... That scene kind of sucked. And I don't know, dude. There's like three or four action sequences. And like, none of them are good. And then the CGI, like, looks terrible. Like, terrible. Like, I don't understand. And once again, I'm chalking it up to... Like, they didn't have time. They, like, had to be pressured because of COVID. They filmed too fast. Like, literally in the, in the first, like, five minutes, there's a scene where Chris Pratt is riding a horse. 
and he's trying to catch up to like one of those horn dinosaurs, you know, with the horns on the back mm-hmm. of their heads. Uh, they look yep. like a, I don't know, like iguanas, sort of with the horn in the back. And he's like riding on the horse, and like it looks god awful. It, it looks like he, I mean, he wasn't on a real horse because the horse looked faked, and the dinosaur definitely looked faked. And so then I, Sydney, literally like is like watching it, and she like leans over, and she goes, "CGI artists react." And I'm like, I know it looks so bad. That's basically <laughs> Yo, code for hold her. On. They should have. They yeah, well, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry, finish that point. Oh, see, that, that's just code for her for being like, "Holy shit, they got to tear this apart because this looks <laughs> awful." Bro, whoever did this movie should have. You know who they needed to call? Fucking Hideo Kojima, Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> you bought the fucking mocap suit for a horse. They could have been like, "How do we make this look real?" He's like, "Look, I have so much data on." Horse. I have so much data, man. I'll send you the the the, the my. Uh, I got the exoskeleton, the muscle structure. I got, <laughs> I got how the hair rubs against jeans, khakis, shorts. <laughs> I got it all. Just, I got all the info. It makes no sense how something like Davy Jones, which came out 16 years ago, or King Kong, which came out 17 years ago, or even fucking Jurassic Park 3, which came out 21 years ago, how all of that looks just crisper, nicer, like, like dude, it blows my mind. Right, like because I'm seeing them, like that. I should be seeing, like it's been so so long since that. I should every time I see a dinosaur, I should be like, holy shit, that's like a real animal, right? Right. Or I should be seeing what's his name on horseback and be like, he's actually out there. And it literally looks. And there's one scene where they're like in Washington D.C., like in a park, Mm -hmm. because it's at the end of the movie. They're like about to get like a medal or some shit from Congress, and dude, it, it has that horrible fucking like Marvel, like they're on a set and there's a blue screen because dude. I my eyes have seen sunlight for twenty nine years. They know what something when when there's an actual literal real sun hitting something. If you do a light bulb, will never ever ever look like the sun. I'm sorry, right? Right. And so it just looks horrible. And I'm just like, Ugh. and by by that point, I was like, dude, I'm I'm just checked out. Fuck this movie. <laughs> Which this sucks. movie ain't good enough for me to fucking overlook bad CGI and just like bad acting. And, like, oh, I didn't even say, like, the, the old characters, like, Laura Dern, she seems like she's, like, in it. But, like, Jeff Goldblum is in, like, three scenes. And then Sam Neill, who's, like, the main character from one, he, like, clearly doesn't want to be there. He's just, like, Ugh. like just, like, sort of <laughs> sleepwalking, but the check was too nice. Yeah, dude, it was just disappointment all around, which sucks because, like I've said many times before, you know, I usually am pretty lenient toward movies, I'll admit it. I usually, you know, give them... I'm much more uh, nicer toward them than most people because I, a there's always something in a movie and b I know how every single movie is like some sort of it's it's nothing short of like a miracle because it just there's so many moving parts and so many things have to come together that for it to make sense in any way shape or form especially something like like that's good like Top Gun you go that's like ungodly right and but for this I'm just like oh, dude I cannot find anything that. Like, you can't like, find any redeeming qualities. Like no, I, I, I could never, like, you know, usually I go, yeah, well, you know, watch this if you like, you know, that movie, right? Or watch this because there's a really great performance from this actress, even though the rest of the movie's kind of meh. Like Spencer, that shitty Princess Diana yep. movie. I didn't like it, but I could see how somebody could like it, and I, there's definitely a great central performance in it, right? So if you're somebody who loves Kristen Stewart or loves acting or loves, like, the queen, I'd be like, watch it. You're really going to enjoy it. I didn't, but it is, it is what it is, right? But for this, like... 
Right, like Coda <sighs> looks like shit. But <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, it looks like shit. It moves like shit. The story is shit. The actors don't want to be there. The new actors are kind of... The performances are meh. And the actual like the action sequences where I'm like... At, at the end um, of uh, Jurassic World, the one from you know the two movies ago, has yeah. this great fight at the end where it's like the T-Rex against the new this new Frankenstein monster that they created. Um, well, not Frankenstein. It's like a... a um, like a splice, it's not even a dinosaur because they spliced like all these different dinosaur types together to make this like okay. super mega dinosaur. Because it's it's also oh, that's how we get to the child dinosaur is what you're telling me. It's yeah, there's like a lot of DNA playing and stuff. And the thing is that so the that's called the Indominus Rex, and that's actually a good commentary on the movie because they're basically like nobody wants to see dinosaurs anymore. Kids these days they're bored with their stuff. So what do we do? We give them more teeth, more fangs, more bigger size, more everything, and so what ends up doing is that it's twists this, this creature thing into this monstrosity that doesn't know where it is it's pretty much like a like a like a like a crazy dinosaur pretty much right like right it just goes around killing because it don't it doesn't know what it is it's not an animal right right and so that's great i mean well some people don't like that movie but i do but anyway so that's great right and then at the end the t-rex comes in and goes i'm the actual king of the jungle and or whatever the fuck dinosaurs <clears throat> and they have this big fight and at least i go like I get it, and like I care about the the, the 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 people running around. But for this one, just like this T Rex comes in, and this other dinosaur comes in, and they start fighting. And I'm like, I mean, I would care if it actually looked good, but it looked like shit because it's all <laughs> at night, and then the CGI is shit. And so I'm like, well, I mean, okay, but <laughs> well, fuck this movie. Uh... <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And so basically, skip it. You don't have to watch it. Just. I... Number five, you know, number five ends on a, on a solid enough note where you could go like, ooh, right? So, unfortunately, yeah, skip Jurassic World Dominion. Oh, man. All right. So, um, I haven't really watched anything other than uh, Barry, uh, mm -hmm. which we will talk about later. But uh, I did purchase a the Street Fighter 30th Anniversary Collection. Now, I think we're at, like, 35 years now. I think mm -hmm. I think they're doing a 35-year anniversary, but this came out, obviously, five years ago. Um, and the reason I bought it is because um, Street Fighter Six is coming out. We talked about that right. last week. Mm -hmm. um, it looks great, and I've played Street Fighter Four. I've played Street Fighter Five. I didn't play much of Four. Five is the one I've played the most. The thing is that most people... Would consider five to be one of the worst ones. Um, mm. Still very good. Like, like I'm trying to think how to explain this. Like, it's still like one of the top four fighting games, like franchise. You get, uh, does that make sense? Like, five being a shitty. We, we actually this we've said this a million times. Mm -hmm. Five being a shitty Street Fighter game still makes it one of the best fighting games. Right. It's you the Black what Widow yeah. syndrome. Right, so that that's what Street Fighter Five is, but that's what I have the most experience with, and uh, Street Fighter Six looks like it's going to be amazing. People, fans of the old game, thinks it's going to be look great. Fans of the new game seem to think it looks like it's going to be great. So, with that being said, Street Fighter Four was considered like good, like like a, it, like not not you know nothing amazing, but it was like it was good. Like there weren't there weren't as many complaints as there were with Five. The thing is that Street Fighter Three Third Strike is considered the pinnacle of fighting games, period. Like, mm. if you look up, like, I just feel like if you look at anybody that's heavily involved in, like, fighting games, whether mm -hmm. they're competitors, commentators, just 
Um, there's like one YouTuber or like streamer that's like, I think was like one of the first that get like really famous named Maximilian dude. And like, I don't think he plays competitively in any of them, but he plays like every fighting game that's ever existed. And he just like has a good like feel on like, he's like a historian of fighting games, I guess is the yeah. best way I could describe it. And like, he says it's the best one ever made. You know what I mean? Like everyone's like third strike, clearly best fighting game ever. So, uh, Street Fighter the 30th anniversary collection has all the street fighter games before street fighter four. Um, so part of what I wanted to talk about was street fighter third strike, which I have played now. I bought it specifically just for that. It was like 12 bucks for the collection. Okay. You know, it's, it's not bad. And, uh, so I bought it to play third strike. And from what I've played of third strike, I have one friend who used to play third strike a lot back in the day. And he also has a, playstation so we've been playing online uh playing third that's the other thing they added online multiplayer to all the old street fighter games by this collection Mm. um so i've played with him uh you know it's been really fun like it's a really solid game i can see why it's a thing that people love because the thing is is that it's uh it's a little more stylized especially when you compare it to the things that came before it it's very stylized um it's like kind of modern like, I, let me see when Third Strike came out. Just, uh, Third Strike. Alright, Third Strike came out in 1999. Um, it has, like, hip-hop for the soundtrack. Like, it's got, like, all these, like, really cool characters. I mean, it's, like, very, very modern. Like, they diversified their roster a lot. And so, like, it, it was such a, like, startling jump. And while mm-hmm. also being super stylized. And it was a very... Um, low floor, high ceiling game, which is that like people that are not good at it are going to be pretty not good, and the people that are great at it are like godlike compared to most of the people that play it. Do you get what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. like it, 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 there's a certain level of like when you're watching someone that's really good play third strike, you're like, holy shit, like what, like what is happening here? Um, so I think it just hooked a lot of people, and that's part of the reason why um, it became so popular. You know, along with also the content of the game being pretty good. The other thing I wanted to talk about with this uh-huh. is just the absolute fucking nonsense that is Street Fighter in general. Okay, so I'm going to send you uh-huh. this picture, and I'm sending it to you through a text message. Um, now, this picture is the game select screen for the Street Fighter collection. So you would click, like, online, multiplayer, and then it's like, which game do you want to play? And then it shows all the games. So... Um, if you can tell me what you're looking at it, yeah, and we'll, we'll zoom in and start at the top left. Yeah. All right, top left, Street Fighter 1. Street Fighter 1, the most basic fucking fighting game. There's nothing to it. Like, it's right. it's a joke. Street Fighter 2 is, like, the first time people are like, huh? Like, like fighting games can be interesting? Um, all right, so the one right underneath it, if you see, is just Street Fighter 2, and it's just got a fucking apostrophe on the end. So, oh. Street Fighter 2... Apostrophe is Street Fighter 2 Championship Edition, which you can see on the top right. That little apostrophe means Championship Edition. So they've released Street Fighter, Street Fighter 2. Then they released a new game. They're like, nah, $60 full retail still. Thank you very much. Street Fighter 2 Championship Edition. Okay. Then if you look uh, the next row mm-hmm. or the next column, you have Street Fighter 2 Championship Edition Hyper Fighting. That's a new full retail game, Street Fighter 2. And generally what happens is they add, like, a couple moves for every character. They maybe add a few new characters. But the story and, like, 
all the content is the same, right? So, like, they're really going ham on this. Then you can see Super Street Fighter 2 do challengers. So there's now, like, four games that are Street Fighter 2. Mm-hmm. Five games, because the next one's Street Fighter 2 Turbo. Uh, sorry, Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo. They're out of control, bro. Then you have Street Fighter Alpha, which is a set of games that the story takes place before Street Fighter 1. So you have Street Fighter Alpha, Street Fighter Alpha 2, Street Fighter Alpha 3. Then you have Street Fighter 3, New Generation, Street Fighter 3, 2, Second Impact, Street Fighter 3, Third Strike. The shit is out of control. And then Street Fighter 4 had like Street Fighter 4, Super Street Fighter 4, Ultra Super Street Fighter 4, and then like Ultra Street Fighter 4 Turbo. Like it, the shit's out of control. Street Fighter 5 had 5, then Arcade Edition, then Championship Edition, and then there might have been one more. It's just, Capcom's so unreasonable. And the thing, at least, with the new one is, and, and maybe 4 to some degree, but I, I, wasn't, I wasn't into 4 as it was coming out, so I couldn't tell you for sure. But the, the one benefit I will give it with 5 is that basically what happened was Street Fighter V came out, and then when Arcade Edition came out, Arcade Edition was updates to the original plus some new characters, um... And so basically what happened is they would release Arcade Edition as a version. Um, but that was only for people that hadn't already bought 5. And so the best way I can explain it is it's like if you bought 5 and you bought the season pass, when Arcade Edition came out, you and anybody who bought Arcade Edition would be on the same footing. So basically it was just like a Game of the Year edition, right? Because you know like mm. the Game of the Year you buy the season pass, you spend yeah. more than somebody who buys the Game of the Year at the end. But, you know, the benefit is you didn't have to wait, like, six months to right, enjoy right. this game. So, Street Fighter Five at least, like, did give you, like, you didn't have to buy the full new retail version every time because they could patch it online. But if you were a motherfucker playing Street Fighter Two and they put out five different versions of that game, <laughs> I feel like by the end you had to be like, stop it, you've taken so much of my money already. Uh, exactly. Stop, he's already dead. <laughs> they, they released Super Street Fighter, you're like, this is too much. They released Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo, you're like, he can't keep getting away with this. <laughs> oh, Jesus. So yeah, I just want, like, that character select screen, seeing five different versions of Street Fighter 2 is just hilarious. Yeah, like, I mean, Capcom's it, so out of control. And it's sort of, you sort of go like, wow, it's always been like this, right? When you see, like, Call of Duty 2 in Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, which is the the remastered version of the whatever, you know? Yeah. Like I said, okay. the only the only benefit I would give Capcom versus that is that this was before, like, things could just be changed online. <laughs> like, once you put out Street Fighter 2, that shit was done until you decided to do another one. Like, this was this was pre-internet version of just, like, adding new patches in the game. They were like, well, we got a new one for you guys. We fixed some problems. And then, like, new problems would occur. They're like, well, we got another new do another one, one. It's six months. Sorry, guys. Um, I um... Also, they were, like, I think a year or two apart. I think they were, like, two years apart, all of them. But even like, then, I'd be like, yeah. motherfucker. Like, um, there was, I found this tweet that I sent to my brother. Excuse me. It's called, uh, it says, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, like, two I, the two is yeah. two eyes, is a direct sequel to Call of Duty Modern Warfare, the reboot of Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 is not to be confused with Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, the sequel to Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, they really goofed it with that. And it's weird because, like, the thing was, is like I understood why they did it when they did it with Call of Duty. Because the thing is, it's Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare. That's the big distinction, right? Is that there's Call mm. of Duty 4 Modern Warfare, and then there's Call of Duty Modern Warfare, which is a new one. We're really getting yeah. into some Fast and Furious territory here. Like, <laughs> we're yeah. getting, like, somebody, real somebody put a list of all the games. Uh, Call, of Duty 4, Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare in 2007. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 in 2009. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 in 2011. Modern Warfare Remastered in 16. Modern Warfare in 19. Modern Warfare 2 Remastered in 2020. And then now Modern Warfare 2 in 2022. Yeah, so the one thing is, like, the reason why I understood it at the time, it's weird. It was a double-edged sword in the moment they announced it, which is that, like, Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare was, like, the pin. Gigantic. Yeah, like, it was, gigantic. it was that one, and then its direct sequel, Modern Warfare 2, were the two that, like, changed, like, let's put it this way. I remember feeling, like, it's not, I guess, I don't know that I felt weird, but I remember thinking like all throughout school like me playing video games is the minority thing here like it is not when i go to school and i talk about video games most people at this school are not going to be following me right like we're gonna we're gonna be talking past each other modern warfare and modern warfare 2 was when it all changed like it was like oh wait now like everybody's kind of playing video games now it's the moment where i was like oh like that and like to a much lesser degree, Halo. I think Halo... Halo got a lot of people, but there were still, like, a lot of people that were just like, I'm not into sci-fi shit. Like, it's yeah. nerds. Um, so, like, <laughs> there was that. But, like, Call of Duty seemed to be the one where, like, everyone got in. Oh, um, yeah, absolutely. And the thing is, like, I know people got into it for, you know, for um, the multiplayer, of course. But the, the Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare, like, that story is fantastic. Yeah. Like, it's really good. I remember and playing the it the first time, is- and you just, like... Or even the third one, you know, when they attack yeah. New York, right? Isn't that what happens in New York, right? The I, first I sequence so. when you're in New York, like that, that, just huge, like, blockbuster scale type shit, right? Yeah. So, yeah, they're all great. The reason, so when they came out with Call of Duty Modern Warfare, and they brought back one of the fan favorites, which was Captain Price, um, they brought him back, and they, it was a reboot, I immediately was like, okay, naming it Modern Warfare was fucking just the absolute right call. Because everyone's immediately going to see that character, see its name Modern Warfare, and be like, they're going back to the prime. Like, they could have not capitalized on nostalgia any better than that way. But the thing was, even the moment they did it, I was like, but we're doing that shit where, like, sequels are going to start getting real confusing here in a fucking minute. (laughs) Like, like it happened, and I was like, I get it, but also, that's bad. Like... Mm (laughs) <laughs> just like because i knew i knew like you said modern warfare 2 i was like fuck now now it's gonna be like call of duty 4 at least with modern warfare versus 4 modern mm-hmm. warfare i was like ah that's how you differentiate it you know what i mean like yeah when we're talking about it one has a number one doesn't um but it like now it's once the sequels start coming out it's gonna be too much um but yeah uh yeah the but street fighter yeah they're just fucking ridiculous and and capcom has always been this way and it's funny because when street fighter 5 first came out they like came out before the game was released and they were like listen we're not gonna do that same thing we always do we're not gonna release like five different versions of this game and people were like 
Mm-hmm. Sure. And the thing is, <laughs> like, they, like, they ended up settling on, like, a half-truth. Which is that, like, we are going to release different editions of this game, but if you own the first one, you get the next one. Like, but you didn't get all the characters unless you bought, like, the DLC or the upgrade. So it was, like, you wouldn't get all the characters. Like, they'd still be DLC locked. But, like, your game would start up and be, like, Arcade Edition. And, you know, have all the visuals of the Arcade Edition. Mm-hmm. Like, hmm. <laughs> like, like, I don't know how I feel about this. Like, you're kind of, you didn't release a whole new one because I'm still able to play it. Mm-hmm. But also, you did still, like, you're still basically making me pay more money to get all the features. Right. It's like, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. It was just, it's funny that even, like, after five games, Capcom came out and they're like, look, we're not going to do it again. And they still couldn't, like, stop themselves completely. <laughs> <laughs> like a crack at it. Well, they're just fucking. They're scratching the next. Like, let's just put out arcade edition. <laughs> so, yeah, Street Fighter. Uh, if you want to pay like twelve bucks, I think it's, it's on sale all. right now. So if if it goes off sale, it might be like twenty bucks. Um, yeah. but it's like it's, there. So so there's like three three total games, but uh, between Street Fighter, Street Fighter Two, Street Fighter Three, and Alpha. But uh, you have one, two, three times twelve different games to play because yeah. that of all the additions of them. Yeah, um, I mean you get your money's worth. I think I paid uh, like fifteen bucks, fifteen or twenty bucks for Uncharted edition right around when COVID started, and mm-hmm. it had one, two, and three. Yeah, it more than paid for itself. Mm-hmm. And if nothing else, uh, like I said, it is kind of cool to see the jump from what Street Fighter Two games look like versus. Third strike, like like right. how how stylized and kind of ahead of its time it was, um, for mm-hmm. sure. So, uh, but that's all I wanted to talk about with Street Fighter. Kind of droned on all that a little more than I wanted to. But we'll move on from that because we'll talk about Barry later. Um, to some news about a new movie. Uh, some, in my opinion, controversial and confusing news. <laughs> um, but if you would like to go ahead and lead the story with this one, yeah, yeah. So. Um... Last week, or maybe, yeah, it was earlier this week, to- director Todd Phillips, um, you know, he directed movies like Old School, Wedding Crasher, no, not Wedding Crasher, he didn't do that one, Old School, Starsky and Hutch, The Hangover, and the Academy Award winning Joker, he put on, uh, he put, posted a picture on Instagram of a new script that he's writing, and it's uh, Joker 2, mm-hmm. um, and then he posted another, I think it was in the same slideshow, it's him and then Joaquin Phoenix reading the script. And so that was a big announcement, you know, which I, but, you know, I've talked about before, about Joker here and before, about how, like, I, you know, I know what it is, I don't love it, it's fine, it's great performance at, at its center, um, but, what the guy said before, lightning in a bottle, rated R drama that won two Oscars and made a billion dollars, like, just mm-hmm. on, on its face, nothing less than a, a huge achievement. So, of course, they were going to make a sequel. And then a couple of days ago, the news came out that Lady Gaga might be uh, joining the cast, and then more news came out that she might be joining us, Harley Quinn. And then even more might be coming out that it might be a musical. Yeah. Um, so, the yeah. musical thing is so wild to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm props to, to W, if this is what, if that is what it's going to be, but I mean, props to, to Warner Brothers for, you know, letting them take chances like this, right? Something refreshing, something new. Um, that would be, you know, basically, you know, it's crazy. I mean, well, and it also shows how much they trust Todd Phillips. Because they're basically going like, oh yeah, this this potential franchise they made a billion dollars. Yeah, let's uh, we'll just let you do what you want with it, which is crazy. 
right? Yeah, like, my thing is, like, all right, in your head, imagine the guy that still talks about how Joker's one of the best movies he's ever seen, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> imagine, imagine that guy... And then imagine that he hears Joker 2's coming out, and he's like, I'm so fucking ready. And then mm-hmm. he hears it's a musical, I'd be like, what are you talking about? How, <laughs> how many? All right, off the top of your head, my answer is no, but I don't know movies like you do. Has mm-hmm. there ever been a movie where it is a musical and the original wasn't? Like, oh, I don't do you know. get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. there's no the- fucking... Goodfellas to the musical. <laughs> right. Like the, I would say probably the closest thing, but the, I guess this isn't really a sequel. It's an adaptation. But the closest thing to this is probably the South Park movie. Maybe. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah, it's like I, the I only that. one that even comes close to, to that. But even then, it's like, you know, it went from a show. Yeah. And then right. a movie, right? It's not, you know, movie A and then movie B. Oh, by the way, it's a musical. Right. It's just such a. I was like, I heard that. I was like, has that ever happened before? <laughs> like, what if you're the guy who, what if you're me, right? And you're like, I cannot stand musicals. <laughs> and like, you loved the Joker and you're like, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> <laughs> like, I love the first one, but I, I can't watch the second one. Like, or I know that if I do, it's going to taint like my whole fucking life. <laughs> Also, it's just such a dark... Like, isn't it the Joker? Like, just such a dark and fucking... Just depressed fucking movie. And now you got a musical? Hey, I, just, I don't I mean, I'm excited to see yeah, how they do with it. Um, I mean, I, I mean, this kind of... Whenever I saw this, I was like, ooh. I mean, this is interesting. going to be like, a fucking panic at the disco. I'm going to be like, yeah, I'm going to be like, let's... I'm gonna be like, let's fucking go. Like, I'll be there first day if this is what they're gonna do. Especially, you know, we know Lady Gaga can sing, can, can sing, of course, and she can act. She was great in The Stars Born, so she, you know, she's set, right? Got it. She and then we know sing in a Harley Quinn accent. <laughs> oh, can you imagine? I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I will watch that musical. If someone, I swear to God, if you come here after this movie eventually comes out and you're like, it's a musical, and Lady Gaga does sing in the Harley Quinn voice, I'm gonna be like, fuck it, I'm buying a ticket right now. Like, I'm gonna, <laughs> mid-episode, I'm gonna fucking scroll to fucking, what, Fandango and be like, let me find the closest fucking and most immediate showtime so I can watch this. Oh, Jesus. I mean, like, can you imagine? Like, I'm trying to think of, like, that would be nuts, right? And so, yeah. and then we know Joaquin can act, but, like, can he sing? And so my, my when as soon as I saw it, I was like, I, I thought, dude, I'm like, <laughs> are they gonna get Johnny Depp? Or we're gonna get fucking Peter Dinklage. Yeah. Oh my god, dude! If we get Dinklage, like I just can't do that again. <laughs> I can't do that. Again. Uh, I'm the Joker. Well, all right. So here's the thing. I don't. I don't know because again, never seen it. Does he sing in Walk the Line? Because that's a Johnny Cash. Oh, you're right. Does he sing in that? I think so. Yes, I think okay. both him and Reese Witherspoon did the singing. Okay. okay. So maybe he. Can I forgot sing. about that one. Okay. Good. 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 <laughs> Because I was, I was a little worried. I completely forgot that he was in that. It's like, for me, dude, like, I know he's not, like, he didn't change a lot, right? And then in Joker, he looks a certain way, right? But that's not how he looks, like, normally. But in my mind, right. like, anything, like, remember when he did that weird thing with the stunt with the beard and the glasses? And he was, like, all, like, reclu- I'm a recluse. I quit acting. Do you remember yeah. that? It was, like, 10 yeah. years ago. So, for, for me, anything before that, I'm, like, that's a different, that's a different person. 
right? a whole different fucking guy. Yeah, like, him and Walk the Line, him and Gladiator, that's, like, a different human. And then after that, that this is, like, the guy who does... Holy shit! He was... A, that was him and Gladiator! Fuck! Yeah, that was it. That was the... The moment you said it, I saw his face, and I was like, yo! Yeah. He's the main bad guy. He's the main bad guy, yeah. He's like, he sees somebody get gored, and he sticks his tongue out. He, like, does, he does He does. the fucking thumb thing. Yeah. Uh-huh. Fuck, that's Walking It is a different guy. I'm with you. The only, right? Like in your also, mind. The, the only reason I knew Walk the Line is because Walk Hard, which is a parody oh. of that whole situation, is one of mm-hmm. my favorite comedy movies of all time. So, like, it popped into my head. Walk Hard immediately popped into my head, and I was like, wait, that's the... He does play Johnny Cash on the one that actually came out. So I had to, like, I had to reverse engineer that answer out of nowhere. But, yeah, that is a totally different guy. Like, I don't know why I thought of that. Yeah, but... I mean, I know his DNA matches, but he's definitely... Yeah, it's the same (laughs) one, but it's like... I don't know. That's why whenever you like Johnny Cash, I was like, holy shit, he did play Johnny Cash. And he was nominated for an Oscar. It was a star-making turn. It was huge. (laughs) That's Um, that's one where the police officer goes to cuff him because all the evidence leaves. And he's like, but you don't look like the guy that our evidence says you should look like. Yeah. And so, I mean, he's a great actor. I'm excited. He's great in Her. He's great, of course, in Joker. So, like... And he, oh, he's in. Who is the director? Ridley Scott, you know the guy who made like The Last Duel and Gladiator. Mm-hmm. He's he's directing him in a Napoleon movie for next year, so okay. that's gonna be huge. And so, I mean, I'm I'm I'm, I'm excited for it. I'll see how the musical stuff turns out. You know, it depends also who who's writing the musical aspects of it. Because if they just get like Joe Schmo, then it's like, oh, it's gonna be like the songs are gonna be shitty, or it's gonna be like, you know. But if they get like, you know, fucking. Lin-Manuel, I guess. I know. Yeah. Be <laughs> hey, I'm going to be the Joker. <laughs> I'm to, yeah. there, there's a guy who does a, a, a pitch perfect Lin-Manuel on Twitter. And he'll be like, I'm the, I'm the Prince of Darkness. You're not going to mess around with me because I'm going to be around in the darkness. You know? <laughs> Get that shit out of here. But, yeah, I mean, and I'm sure it'll have a huge budget. And, I, and we know, you and I have talked about before about how Joker is pretty much just like the story of this you know, mentally ill guy without resources, and they just put like mask stuff, you know, like Arkham stuff over it, right? right. Have you have you seen Joker? I have not. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, I think that, that lines up with everything I've heard. Yeah, 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 because yeah, you know he goes to the mental hospital. Oh, it's called Arkham. Oh, get it? <laughs> like there's a big rich guy in town. He does I don't know something. Oh, his name's Wayne. Oh, oh. you know, like it's like that, right? So yeah. I... A Batman musical sounds so outrageous. Uh, the Batman musical sounds like it should have been the one with George Clooney and fucking oh, with Herman and Arnold Schwarzenegger. You know what I mean? Is that Batman just, Forever? Yeah, um, uh, no, it's uh, Batman and Robin. Batman and Robin. Sorry, with but yeah, Nick- that's that's yeah, exactly. That one seems like the one that should have been the musical. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, we'll see. I mean, there's plenty of time, and I don't even think Lady Gaga signing on is official yet. So who knows when that'll happen? But um, yeah, I mean. Like I've said before, even though I don't love it, people love it, and some people hate it. Um, I will. I I love. I'm down for any big swings like this, right? Because the guy Todd Phillips could have easily just phoned it in and be like, "We're going. It's the Joker Adventures," and he just goes around town killing people, right? Like he could have. Right. He could have pulled a Jurassic Park Dominion. You know, (laughs) he didn't need to. He doesn't need to do anything inventive or artistic with it. He can just phone it in, and it'll make. Even if it drops, you know, fifty percent in terms of what the last one made. That's five hundred million dollars worldwide, right? Right. So yeah, on a movie that seems like pretty, like, well, not low budget because I'm sure they'll give them all the money they need. But like, 
realistically, I don't feel like the budget should have to be that high to make a Joker movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's just a guy in a shitty looking suit. Uh, mm. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, so, yeah, Joker 2. Uh, tentatively a musical with Lady Gaga as Harley Quinn. Um, but, yeah, we'll, we'll see how that goes. None of those words are in the Bible. <laughs> exactly. Mm. Um, so, the last thing we want to talk about before we jump to Barry, uh, mm. just, uh, I guess I'm going to say uh, a couple little bits of video game news, uh, which are uh, The Last of Us, the part one remake is mm. announced and coming out next year, I think is what they said, or no? Is it still is September? It no, September this year. Oh, September this year. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so... Uh, I've already given my thoughts to you, but I I will reiterate them here. But first, I would like you to make a case. <laughs> yeah. So I, I they're I mean, charging full retail. Seventy dollars. First party full AAA title retail. Yeah. I I mean hmm. I mean like when I when I guess when I first like saw it and I got excited for it, they didn't they hadn't said the price, and so I was like, ooh, interesting. I hadn't even really even thought about the price. I just saw the trailer and I was like, oh my god, part one where they actually look exactly like they do in part two and it's gonna look new and it's like it's not even it's not it's not a remaster because i played the remaster when mm-hmm. i bought my ps4 in 2020 yep. and it, i mean it looked good right it, it didn't look like 2020 good but it looked good and but then i'm like wow like with like remade with the new animations with the new combat with the new look i'm like i'm down right i'm 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 okay with it it is what it is you know as long as they you know, kind of like with directors where they do one for the studio, one for themselves. As, lo- as long as Neil Druckmann is working on something new, I'm okay, right? Right. And then I saw the price, and then that's when I was like, mm, full retail. It's not as an automatic buy as I would. Um, if it was maybe 40 I'd be like, yeah, sure, right? Like, I'll buy it, and I'll make sure to get the disc version for this one. That way I can let some friends borrow it or something, right. or I can resell it or something, right? Um, but 70 that's... That's tricky. Yeah, that I mean, that's what. I'm trying to think of my timeline here. That that's more than you paid for part two, right? <laughs> I mean, because part two was on the PS4, right? Yeah, I which believe so. It, I think so. Yeah. 60 bucks. So yeah, yeah, that's that's more than you paid for part two for a remake. Um, so uh, the one thing I did want to say about it specifically is, and I did say on Twitter, is that to me. This is the most egregious version of the thing we talked about before with Resident Evil 4. Where people are like, do we really need to remake this one? Like, this one's the one that already at the time felt, like, modern and still doesn't feel outdated. So, like, do we do we really need to remake this one considering we have a million remasters already? And this one, there was <laughs> The Last of Us. Then there was a remaster. And we're getting a remake on a thing that never once felt outdated like i guess what i'm trying to say is that like boy when i had a 360 and i went back to play san andreas right grand theft auto san andreas i remember pulling san andreas up like starting Mm -hmm. it and being like wow this looks so much worse than i remember yes i was the exact same i was the exact same because i don't remember i don't remember san andreas looking bad like, because yeah, yeah. your mm-hmm. mind fills in all the gaps. Like, it rounds yeah, all the yeah. triangles and fucking makes it look real. Um, yeah. But, like, that moment, I was like, wow, this looks like shit. And so, if you told me they were making a San Andreas remake, which they did, and it was horrible. 
but um, I would be like, I understand why, right? Because if you could bring that back with modern-looking shit, I'd be there for it. Yeah. I played... I can't remember if I played Last of Us 1 before Last of Us 2 came out or if I just watched a recap. I think I just watched the recap. But even mm-hmm. watching the recap, I saw in-game footage, you know, when I was watching it. Not once did it cross my mind that The Last of Us looks like shit because it doesn't. It still looks good. Like, it doesn't look as good, I understand. But right, if we're looking right. at this on a sliding scale, all right, so if we say... A game like fucking Street Fighter 2, which is like a fucking 2D, just like a, or early Mortal Kombat, where it's like 2D, and it's actually just like a fucking cutout of a real person doing the shit, um, that they've plastered on a background. If that's a fucking one, because it looks awful, right? Like, if that's a one, and the new last of us 2 just because it's the most recent thing or in my head is a 10 right visually this last of us part 1 before the remake is like easily an 8 and a half hey. like yeah. like it's an 8 and a half and, and if you told me a 9 i feel like i would take like i would hear your argument like i wouldn't be like you're outrageous because realistically off the top of my head i can't name that many games that look significantly better than The Last of Us 1. Like, God of War, I think, looks amazing. The mm-hmm. So that's probably one of them. Horizon, I feel like... I feel like Horizon or Ghost of Tsushima, which I think is another one that looks amazing, I think those look great, but I don't know that it's for any sort of, like, visual upgrade as much as it is, like... Horizon, they bring out, like, all the green trees, all the bright red flowers. Like, it's wilderness. Same thing with Ghost of Shima. There's all these flowers and yep. blah, blah, blah. So, like, I don't think it's, like, there's any higher fidelity. I just think because of what it is versus, you know, The Last of Us, which is, like, a fucking apocalyptic. Like, you know, it's all going to be gray and fucking, you know what I mean? Like, like yeah, the world's in yeah. shit, so it's going to look bad. Um but, like, ultimately, I don't think they look that much better. Like, when I look at Ellie's face in The Last of Us and Aloy's face now, I don't think it looks that much better. So I'm just like, why are we? Why did you decide to do this remake? Like, yeah. Who's think, out here campaigning? Like, I want The Last of Us 1 remake. Yeah, I... I wonder, what, like, I wonder how much of an improvement it'll be on... I don't So... I'm trying to think. So... I rewatched so I uh, after they announced the trailer, I felt bad. I, I made I was like, Sydney, come watch the opening scene with me. <laughs> and uh, so we sat on the couch and watched it, and like it looks good, but I think yes, yeah, some of the animation isn't perfect, but yeah, I think you're right. It's like at what point is it like? Do we go? This warrants it, right? Like, right. We, you know, and and it's like. I am not against them doing it because, of course, like, if something looks even a year better, I'm like, yeah, let's do it, right? But I think the sticking, the main sticking point, like you said, is just the cost, the, which is... On both ends, I think. The cost, to me, the person who has to buy this game, that already looked fine, and also the cost to, like, Naughty Dog. Like, the resources you spent on remaking this game could have went to something else. And this game didn't need it. <laughs> like, right, right. And especially for a studio that I... Like, I'm trying to think of another example. Um, man. 
I'm trying to think of a studio that came out with a good game and then came out with new shit and it sucked. And I don't have one off the top of my head. Actually, I do. Motherfuckers, Gorilla, Gorilla, the guys that made Horizon, didn't they make like a really good one a long time ago and then they made like something shitty? I don't know. I I don't know enough about Gorilla Games to make that claim. But Square Enix, uh, I will say, Final Fantasy VII is one of the best. Final Fantasy VIII was good. Nine was good. Ten is one of the best. And then like, 12's okay, but like 13, there's there's like three versions of Final Fantasy 13 because they kept that story going. So there's 13, 13, 2, and 13, 3. So those were all not well received. Uh, 10, 2, which came after 10, was not well received. 14's an MMO, which is like critically acclaimed. Like it just recently took over. Like I, I think it's might be the most popular MMO now like right now mm-hmm. it is might be the most popular one and it's been out for a long time but it's an mmo so i don't really consider it in the terms of like this because like your audience for an mmo even if you're in the franchise like not you're not getting everybody that loves final fantasy games to play an mmo right they don't overlap 15 was dog shit so if square enix comes up to me and like look we're remaking seven which they did they're like we're remaking seven i'm like i think i get it because seven didn't look that great, and but even if seven had looked great, like still, if seven had somehow aged perfectly, I'd be like, "Here's the thing: you haven't shown me you can put out a good one again. So whatever money you were going to spend to putting out a new one, it might be terrible. So let's just spend it on making this one that you already nailed. Let's just make it good again, like and new. Let's give it a shiny new paint. You know what I mean? That makes sense to me. But like Naughty Dog puts out good games every fucking time. I don't want you to put out." I don't want you to put out a remake of something when you could just give me another one and I would love it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Just give me another Uncharted because it'll be great. Like, why did you spend money on this? Oh, man. And that's the thing, too, is from what I understand, like, uh, I know, like, there was a Dark Souls or, or Demon Souls remake. Uh, and I think they're, they've got another remake coming out, maybe. But the thing is that uh, From Software handed it off to Bluepoint, which is a studio that specializes in making, like, like remastering and, and remaking games. Because they, they didn't just, like, tone everything up. They also changed a couple little things. Mm-hmm. So, like, that is them being like, look, there is a market for a Demon Souls game that looks good since the last one's old as shit. You know what I mean? Like, the original's old as shit. People want to play it again, but it's dated. We understand there's a market for a new one. We have better shit to do. Let's give it to this company that's trusted and has proven to be able to do this flawlessly. And that company did it flawlessly and it was received great. Like, why couldn't Naughty Dog do that? But I'm like pretty sure Naughty Dog was like, we're doing it ourselves. And I'm just like, I don't, I don't want this. <laughs> I just want you to work on something new. Give me a new Uncharted. Give me a new Last of Us. Give me a new IP. Like, I, I don't care. Just give me something new. I don't want you spending your time on remaking something when I don't feel like that's your best uh, right uh, like what you would do the best right right. but yeah also $70 is also just a tough pill to chew for a game like I said that when you play the original you're like that looks fine (laughs) (laughs) I mean yeah you look great and the story is so great that you you, like you said you know your mind just kind of fills in the cracks and it just you know it, it it's fine, right? Like, you never... You don't go, man, this would look so much better if it looked like this way, right? Right. Yeah, I just... Man, I don't know. It was a questionable decision. And there was rumblings of this happening for a long time. 
I feel like I read something about this being in the works like two years ago and being just like, why are we doing this? And then like two years passed and it's like, oh, here it is. And I'm like, I hadn't hadn't heard anything. Also, you know what? Fuck them. Fuck Naughty Dog. Because the thing is is that The Last of Us is fucking... Hold on. I, I may have just flipped this all around, bro. I may be the first person to buy it for $70. The Last of Us... The first one on the PS3 mm-hmm. and then the remastered one on the PS4. That multiplayer was the most underrated multiplayer of all time. Oh, do it. Listen, mm-hmm. there was supposed to be a multiplayer with Last of Us 2. And what happened was, as they said, there you can find it somewhere. But basically, they were like, it started getting too big. They are like, the multiplayer, like, we started doing shit in it. And it really just, like, got too big. It was, like, too much of a sprawling project. But, so, they're like, so it will not be in two, but you will get this game. They're like, you will get, like, some standalone version. At the time, that's what people assumed. They're like, well, you'll get some standalone version of multiplayer for Last of Us. Like, it will, they, they, I guess it just, like, grown this idea over time, like, added so much content. They were like, we can't get it done in time. And it's, it's really, like, now, like, if we throw it in the game, we're only getting $70 for both the game and this multiplayer. So like they were like we're splitting it up. And nothing ever came of it. So here's the thing. Mm. I'm either I'm either entirely fucking furious that we didn't get that. And also you can still find people like talking about it like a year ago, even though The Last of Us Part 2 came out, I don't know when. Um like even up to like a year ago, I remember searching for it to see if anything had come and people were like still kind of talking about it even though there was no new information. So either A, I'm going to go burn down Naughty Dog's office because they spent their money and time doing this remake instead of finishing that multiplayer shit. Or B, I'm going to go drop to my knees and suck off everyone at Naughty Dog <laughs> because if they throw that multiplayer in this remake, I'm going to fucking shit my pants. Like... That shit just hit me, and I swear to God, if they do it, I'll be so happy. But if they don't, I'm gonna be so mad. So, like, now they don't. I mean, hopefully they do. But and the thing is, they were talking about how like the point was that when they were doing it, they were like, "Look, it just became too much of its own thing." Mm -hmm. And they they like in that memo, they were like, "You will get to see like I I don't know what words they use, but it was like the fruits of the of this labor. Like you (laughs) will get to see it, and we never did." But if they threw it in this, I'm 100% back. Like, <laughs> like, if this shit comes out in September, and then in fucking August they do a reveal, and they're like, and the multiplayer's back, I'm just gonna... Boom! <laughs> like, I'm, I'm there. I'm, I'm first gonna, per- like you said, first person. Bro, the next episode we record, I'm just gonna fucking scream into the microphone and then it's leave. Back. <laughs> That's it. I'm gonna be like the fucking New World Order when they walk back into fucking mm-hmm. WWE. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, no, it's that... This could have just flipped for me. This is like this is this is a real fucking <laughs> Live game <right> changer. <laughs> uh, for something that has no information. Like I literally just uh, concocted this in my head and it could change everything. Um, uh, but it might not. Uh, so anyways, that's that. And then the only other thing I wanted to touch on was uh Overwatch 2. Um was I, I don't I don't know if it was newly announced. I think it had been announced a while ago, but it kind of popped yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, a couple years ago, yeah. They, because there just hasn't been much news on it. I think there was there was a beta for Overwatch 2, like, pretty recently. Yeah. Um, and one of my friends was, played it, and he was like, I hate it. And I was like, why? He was like, 
because nothing changed. It's literally just Overwatch one, and I was like, mm-hmm. mm, that's shitty. And I was like, I knew, I knew they were like reworking some, some like, like I think it's five v five now instead of six v six. I think mm-hmm. um, is what I heard, and they reworked how tanks you know fit. But ultimately, those are all reworks that could have happened in Overwatch one, and nobody would have batted an eye, right? That's right, that seems right. like standard patch and shit. But like. He was like, there's no visual upgrades. There's like no, I guess in the beta maybe. He was like, there's nobody new on the roster. Like, it's the same levels. Like, it all looks the same. And it's like, they called it two for some reason. And I was like, that is kind of shitty. Because I thought that when they released two, it was going to be like, pay your 60 bucks to play Overwatch 2. But I believe it was announced to be free to play. Um... So, I just brought up Overwatch 2 as a contrast to, you know, The Last of Us, which is they're getting a remake, and while it is, you know, visually getting upgraded and stuff, they're charging you full retail, whereas Overwatch is like, we'll just give you the same thing, we'll call it to, you know, we may add one small thing here or there, but, like, at least they're not charging you for 60 bucks again, so, um, I didn't realize it was going to be free to play, I don't know if that was, like, common knowledge, but... Um, hmm. I, I thought you were going to have to buy the game again, like buy Overwatch 2, and then it turned out to be the same thing. Oh, um, okay. So, uh, you know, I may end up playing Overwatch 2 if it ends up being free. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I want to see like sort of, you know, some gameplay. Um, apparently they're coming out with a new short soon. So I think that, you know, the, the, um, what's it called? The, the promotion of the, the marketing stuff will kick up, kick into high gear here in the next few months. The only other thing to worry about with that, though, is that, if I'm not mistaken, Overwatch 1 was, like, the first Overwatch game, was basically the game that, like, sent the government into, like, governments all over the world into a frenzy that, like, loot boxes were gambling. Like, <laughs> that was the game where people were like, oh, these loot boxes are kind of, like, preying on people's addictions and, like, neurotypical people not being able to, like, you know, fully process shit. Um, mm-hmm. and spending way too much money on stuff. So if Overwatch 2 is free to play, they're going to rely on those loot boxes extra hard to, you know, make up that money. And <laughs> I'm, like, waiting for... Like, they did that, and I'm sure, like, every fucking... Like, the EU and the fucking... Uh, like, Australia were just looking at it like, you know we're coming for you, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> Don't you even try, motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, mm-hmm. uh, But that's all I wanted to talk about in gaming news. So, um... Ooh. You know what? For right now, we'll call that the episode. Uh, this is mm-hmm. the, the standard episode's uh, blocking point here. If you want to yeah. catch me, you can catch me at Bags on Instagram and Twitter. And I'm at Evercaster92 on Instagram. You can catch the podcast at DiffAnimalsPod on Instagram and Twitter. Or you can email us, DifferentAnimalsPodcast at gmail.com. As usual, stay safe, stay entertained, and we'll catch you guys next week. Later. So let's get to fucking Barry. Yes, <laughs> so, yes. So, so Barry I, season three. Yeah, like um, I said, I just finished it just before we recorded. I think um, I finished it a day ago, two days ago, okay. maybe. Oh, perfect, perfect. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. So, but if you're listening to this, do, 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 do not keep continue listening. Yes. Unless a, you're never gonna watch Barry, or b, you, you know, you haven't you, finished, you have finished up until it. season three. Yeah. You oh have yeah. Or you finished season three. Yeah. 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 Um. 
if you if you have finished season three, you are more than welcome to keep keep listening. So, uh, let's let's talk about. Um, I guess I guess the one thing I want to start with is that I think the God. I already forgot which one it is, but the end of maybe the second episode, maybe the first. I can't remember which one it is, but the one mm-hmm. where I sent you with Harry Winkler like staring at him. Oh yes, yes, the the, the with the uh, the super close up with the super deep shallow focus. Yeah, the and he's like he's like he's like say you love me or whatever, and he's like yeah, he's mm-hmm. like I love you, and he's like can you say it again? And he just fucking doesn't, and he just stares at him, mm-hmm. and it's like half of his face is a shadow. Like that, the end of that episode, I was like, Whew, all right, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was episode two, and then I love how the next one starts like. What, is it that one? Maybe it's episode four where he gets him that line and he's like, hey, we got you a line. And he's like traumatized. He's just like sitting in the chair and he's like, what do you say, Mr. Cousineau? Yeah. Oh, oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so, man. And then episode... It's either episode six or episode seven. I remember like at the end of that episode being like, holy shit. Um, Which one? I can't remember which one it is. Uh, well, like what? But like, what happened? All right. So, all right. The end of it had to be six. I'm pretty sure. It, where Barry is possibly dead. Um, oh, like the boy with that lady poisons him. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's uh, episode six. Yeah. So that one was less for any like artful reason and more of just like after that happened, I was like, the, here's the thing. I'd watch two episodes. I can watch two episodes on my lunch because they're thirty minute episodes. That Dude. episode ended, and it was time for me to go back to work, and I just had to fucking sit there for a minute. I was like, holy shit, what happens next? Because I was like, how, mm-hmm. how does anything come back from this? It was like, man, here's the deal. I watched the episode the next day. Like, the next episode? I can't mm-hmm. imagine waiting a week. Like, yeah. Dude, after yeah. watching that and then just sitting on that for a week, I'd be like, fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I, I felt the same way because I, I think I watched that. Yeah, because that was episode six. So that was yesterday and I was like, oh my gosh. Like, where, where could this possibly go? Um, so, um, but yeah, yeah. So yeah, overall season three, I, I loved it. I mean, it was exactly it was what I was great. saying before we watched it where – you know, I, I there was a big jump between season two and one for me. And I think there's a similar jump between three and two um, where there's just like, as, like immediately it just clicks. Um, so I was watching The Flight Attendant before this one, of course. Mm-hmm. And for that one, it just took me three or four weeks to finish it. A, because we were moving and then B, we were busy. So I didn't get a chance to watch it. And um, there's a couple of other things that just prevented me from watching it, excuse me, every week or every day like I usually have been. Um... Fine show, well put together, looks good, good acting, fine, right? Mm-hmm. And then literally like two episodes into this, maybe even just one episode into this, there is just immediately a level of craft and filmmaking skill that's just like evident like on its face, like boom, yeah. right? And the thing is, and so and so, um, like this was also filmed during COVID, but it looks leaves and bounds better or moves better than fucking Jurassic World Dominion. Right. Um, and so immediately you're like, wow, like this looks great. It look, it, you know, it moves great. But then also the writing is so good and the acting is incredibly good um, this season. Um, the, so I, I actually, yeah. I texted you after episode one and I was like, the ending fucking killed me because it was hilarious. But it was also like, 
This is the shit I'm talking about where I'm like, how? That ending was hilarious, but ultimately it doesn't, nobody's out of character for it. Nobody is, like, it doesn't take you out of the show. It doesn't seem weird. But, like, do you remember what I was talking about when he, like, he points the gun at him. He's like, I can fix this. And he's got that dumbass fucking smile on his face while he's about to mm-hmm. kill the, like, guy who was going to rat on him. He's like, no, I got it. I can fix this. And, like, he's got that stupid fucking grin on his face. But it, like, all makes sense because you're looking at a guy who's at the bottom of the barrel and is, like, just clawing for anything. And he's, like, not well, in yeah, his right anything mind. To give him his life meaning, yeah. So yeah. He's, like, a sociopath, potentially a psychopath. And you're, like, and he's, like... Oh, I, I know what'll give my life meaning. You know, finding this guy whose girlfriend I killed a job, right? Like, <laughs> right. In his mind, that's a way that you make amends, right? And then when he calls Fugues, he's like, hey, well, we fixed it. We talked about it like adults. When literally he tortured the man into accepting, you know, his deal. Yeah. And then, like, um, immediately yeah. after that, right, he's like, he's talking to Sally on the phone. He's like, he, so, all right, he has the just absolutely chaotic moment um, at the you know, at her work. Um, Mm -hmm. And I want to come back to that. But, like, right, like, very shortly after that, she's like, I'm sorry. Uh, Like, uh, you know what I mean? Like, she's kind of doing, like, uh, what I assume to be, like, uh, you know, what she even talks about is, like, kind of like an abused woman. Like, like, like that's kind of the dynamic, right? Is that, like, Mm -hmm. even in those moments of emotional abuse, like, you the power structure is set up in such a way that, like, that's, like, a thing that happens kind of often. Is that, like, you kind of crawl back despite the fact that you shouldn't. Um, so, even with that, though, when she calls him back and she's, like, on edge, he's just like, yeah, no, everything's good. Because like, he, he, like, quote, unquote, worked it out, right? Like, he got yeah, mm-hmm. he got him the part as an extra. And, like, he just blew the fuck up. And then she's, like, that night, she's like shaking, and he's like, "Yeah, no, I'm fine. Like everything's good." I'm fine. Yeah, like, yeah, and he's like, he just, he, she's, she's like, like, "I, I made love you." Favorite. And he's like, uh, "Yeah, what? Are, yeah, yeah." <laughs> like and she like gets in my Xbox controller, yeah. and and he's just like, "Yeah, okay, thanks, bye," and just hangs up on her like nothing yeah. ever happened, and that was yeah, hilarious. Just, yeah, just yeah, just absolute. Like throughout the season, it's like one of those where like I, I feel like you you this is. I, I, Probably the season where you see Barry the least, I think, in terms yeah, of I think so. screen time. Um, but I think every time you see him, you're like, it's about him, but holy shit, he's a monster. Like, holy shit, he is just like, he's trying to do his best, right? But he just keeps fucking up. Yeah. And, and before, because, all right, because I feel like this is going to get into the larger, like, thematic points of the season. And so, yeah, one thing, just because you did say he's a monster. And, and so, like... One of the problems I had, all right, and this may this may ultimately reflect poorly on me as a person, um, is that we, the audience, the crowd, right, know he's a monster, right? Because he's mm-hmm. killed a thousand people. So he has the blow-up at her work, which is obviously 100% uncalled for, right? Yeah. I remember, like, throughout the season... Still, despite that, feeling very, like, hmm, I felt, like, kind of shitty and, and, like, I want to say conflicted, but ultimately I don't know how conflicted I was because I still held my point that I thought, like, I was upset with Sally's co-star and the way she handled the whole thing. 
because mm-hmm. she sat there, she saw the one incident. She doesn't know anything about Barry, right? She doesn't know that Barry has murdered countless people. Right. She sees Barry, like, blow up once. And she's like, he's violent, he's abusive, you need to get the fuck out of this relationship. And where I say that I think this could just reflect poorly on me as a person, is that, like, I understand that we, the audience who's watched seasons one and two, know he's a monster. I was like, I just feel like that's super unfair. Like, I understand he <laughs> fucked up, but, like, I, I'm i sure there's times where I've been that angry and that stressed out and I'm fucking blowing up in much the same manner. And, like, I would be upset if someone from the outside was like, you're abusive. I'd be like, hold the fuck on. Like, I, what I did was wrong and I will accept it by, like, full responsibility that that was wrong. It, but, like, to just be like, he's abusing you and you need to leave over, like, mm-hmm. that one incident, I was just like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> See, I I, th- I took that. So I, I think, you know, I think she, she sees it at first and she's like, whoa, that's weird. Like, why did that guy just come in here? And I, I think she doesn't really make a point of it until her, I think her name's Natalie or her, her assistant, um, like says, oh yeah. Or somebody on set goes like, oh yeah. I mean, you know, he, he just came in and he was, you know, he was in a war and he like talked about killing people or something. Or she, somebody tells her some background about him from yeah, season, he from the does, previous seasons. But like the ultimate thing was that like, she said like he did come in and like yelled us once, but like it, she says it was because he was in the war, like, and he did kill people in the war. So I still feel like with that being said, that still seems like a wildly unfair accusation to me right like like a guy who was in a war and killed people and again like the context of that like incident that natalie's talking about is that they're all like yeah you'd have to be a complete fucking monster to kill somebody and while again we as the audience know the subtext is that he does kill a bunch of people and he is a fucking monster like, his point is, like, look, I was in the military. Like, I was kind of had to kill people. And they're just like, mm-hmm. well, and, you know, and that's why he blows up. We understand subtextually there's more. Right. But all for all Natalie knows, he was just mad because everyone was insinuating a monster because he was in the military. So, again, even right. still, yeah. I'm just like, this this, this co-star is, like, just making such a wild accusation off of one event, um, in my opinion. But ultimately, mm-hmm. the... You know, there is, of course, the moment where Sally does literally the exact same thing, right? Sally goes off, she corners the person into the corner, just like Barry did, and is just Mm. yelling. Like, it is a mirror image. Now, for different reasons, but still, the same actions take place. Mm -hmm. And what I think, here's what I'm not sure of, thematically, right? I don't know. So, like, people have talked about... Sally, like, kind of descending into madness. I've seen it online in more than one place. And the only thing I don't know that I agree with is that, like, she got, like... Alright, so she flipped the fuck out, right? And then she had, like, one more episode of being, like, kind of crazy about it. But then she was back. Like, Like, there's the moment where she has to kill the guy to save Barry, right? Yeah, because she comes to him for, for help. Or for... Yeah, so I she guess, comes to him for help to, like... A job? Yeah. Yeah, to... Well, no, that's the thing. She's not even trying to get her killed. She's like... She's like, come do the psychological warfare <laughs> that you said... Yeah. That you said you could do to someone else. 
So, like, there's that moment. But that, like, that doesn't feel like a descent into madness to me. That's, like, a moment of weakness for that character. Because ultimately, like, while it may be two or three episodes, like, really, it's, like, her show gets canned and she finds out that, like, some other person... The one thing I wasn't sure of, it, I don't... She says he stole her show, but I don't know that the show is even remotely the same show that Sally was pitching. I couldn't really no, tell, because they never really talk about what Natalie's show is. Yeah, I think she said it was, like, a girl, and, like, her do- her mom and her, her, her daughter or something. Yeah. I think it's it's the show, if I, if I remember correctly, it's the one where she's getting ready for the premiere, and she's like, you know, all I see in my life is this little girl and, you know, her mom or something. And then she goes, "Oh, what if you remember this?" And he's yeah. like, "No, it's me." I think that, yeah. that I think that's what okay. That show, yeah, is. that makes sense. I didn't even put those two. Together. If I remember correctly, yeah, because they're not. It's not like that Joplin show because that'd be too right. Too so similar. yeah, well, I I think I think just like the 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 descent into madness. I, I haven't seen that, but I, I guess I could see that because of what Barry says to her when she's like, "I need you to do this, this, and this," right? And he's like, "No, you don't want to do this because." You know, this is how it starts, right? Right, and I mean, that's she why gets a crash me, course in it. That's why I think eventually feels like a moment of weakness, right? It's like, yeah, this is the initial moment where it all could have went south, right? Like this yeah. is the moment where it could have started to become a descent into madness to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. if it started here and Der- Barry doesn't say like you don't want any part of this, like if that's what happens, then I get it, right? Like if that yeah. that blockade isn't there, and then it's what it turns into. This is like, yeah. but like. Part of me wanted to, like, wonder, is this, like, kind of showing, like, if the commentary on Barry is that the incident of him blowing up is violent and abusive or whatever, or, you know, uh, if we just, you know, cornhole abuse into violence because it is a form of violence, um, is it trying to, like, just explain, like, how close any individual is to becoming violent? Like, I wonder how much of yeah. that show is just talking about, like, like, we're all alright see this is gonna sound stupid but like the Joker thing right like we're all like one bad day away from becoming like psychopaths Um, yeah or one like you said moment of weakness I mean I think the two main strands of the whole show and I think the literal final shot of of it are the two like like main I guess through lines so the the first one I, I, I sort of picked up on or noticed is just the idea of second chances Right, or idea sure. of doing something again. The one, like, the one where it immediately clicked. I was like, "Yo, like, what are we doing here?" Was Fuchs? Fuchs, <laughs> yes, he literally gets a second chance twice. The universe is telling him, "I'm giving you the same thing twice." He goes, "Do not do this." The two and, things that kill me the most. He's like, "What do your people call water around here?" She's like, "Yeah, water." You're like twenty minutes away from Los Angeles. <laughs> There's uh, a Starbucks right over there. That shit killed me. And then the guy yeah, is like, "It's like the." Yeah. So the guy says, like, you got to take the sign from God. And the sign from God is obviously, like, you have ended up in this situation in which you can walk away Again. from it all. And he's like, yeah. the guy gets out. He sees the fucking newspaper on the ground. He's like, a sign from God. Nope. And then just fucking. Like... Got to kill Barry. Got to fuck with Barry. Yeah. So he's, like, the most obvious, like, like you getting chances here, right? And I, you know what's funny? Getting it. I think that's a great, um, like, I <laughs> Here's the thing. It's so on the nose that it's, like, kind of ridiculous. But ultimately, I feel like that's, like, great screen, like, great writing because even someone who doesn't catch things as well, like me, sees that. And while they understand it's ridiculous, it's, like, the giant red flags, like, hey, like, 
see how ridiculous this is, now apply it to everything else. You know? <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, like Kusuno gets another chance and he actually does good on it and he hires like he gives that that lady that he um fucked over like another chance at a show, right? Yep. And she actually takes it and does something good with yep. it, right? And, and then, Sally gets her second chance because she gets Banshee instead of that old um, representative that like didn't want to do the show, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, see, I th- I, th- I took I took her her second chance as being like the lady coming and be like, I'm coming over. Don't post anything. Like, here's your yeah. chance. Your second chance. Don't do that. And then she does it again. And then she goes, Hey, look, like we're gonna do this right. And she goes, No, I literally will step back into the darkness and say, I will not take the second chance. Oh. I will rather do this. Yeah, there, I think she had more than one. I guess is what I was trying to say. Like yeah. she had her. Yeah, yeah she just had like the first second chance to do the the second one, kind of like we talked with Fuchs having two. Um, yeah, to like do the right thing, and then um, Barry literally gets a chance. He goes, "This is it!" Like, right? He, the guy's got the gun in his face. He's like, "This is oh, it. You that's the will thing, not too, get the last one." The amount of times Barry has said, "Starting now," right? Like, yeah. like at the end of season one, start. Like, well, he says, "Starting now," before season one over. Then season one ends the way it does, and he's like, "Look, uh, starting now." He says it again. Then he says right. it at some point, and he's the guy says like uh, Albert, his mm-hmm. former. What do you call... I don't know what the word is. Colleague? Like, um, platoonman? Yeah. Soldier? Man? Co-soldier? Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, was... You know, he like, at the end of it, he's like, look, look you've got to turn away from this starting now. Like, never right, again. exactly. And so, you get starting now a lot. I think that episode is also named starting now. Um, so, like... And then immediately, he goes and tries to kill a man. But again, like, it oh. is still the one... It's again, and it's different, it's different, but ultimately, the thing that causes him to do it is his one moment of weakness, because here's Mm -hmm. the deal, I don't think, I don't think Barry goes over there to save his own skin, I think Barry goes over there to save Kusuno. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's, and so, like, that moment of weakness isn't even a moment of weakness like, it's not Sally's moment of weakness. Sally's moment of weakness is, like, I did something wrong and, like, I need to do whatever it takes to, like, get my shit back. Like, and that's been Barry's moment of weaknesses in the moments of weakness in the past, right? Is that, like, mm-hmm. I can't have this all taken away from me. I have to do everything I can to get this back and keep it. This is the one time he's, like, I just need to save everyone else. But ultimately, like... It's the moment of weakness that, like, brought you here, right? You know what I mean? Like, it is the moment of weakness that can bring anybody to violence. You know what I mean? And while this may Mm. seem more noble than the others, ultimately, you are still going to go kill someone, like, and be violent through this one moment of weakness. Right, exactly. And then you got your chance to walk away, and you blew it. You did. Yeah. And then, so that, that that was one through line. And then the other one is just, like... Sort of like the, 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 the fucking atomic, the, the deep, like, just nuclear impact of just violence. Um, because, like, so all the violence, well, you know, some of the violence we've seen has, has been pretty, like, like um, I don't say comedic, but it's been sort of, like, when he's going through the monastery, right? And he's like, yeah, he's killing all these people. You know, or, or some of the deaths are you just kind of chuckle at, right? Because you're like, holy shit, I can't, you know. It's not comedic, but it's just, it's, it's darkly comedic, right? That whole Ronnie Lilly episode where the guy, like, yeah. is in the fucking market with his throat, like, barely breathing. He's exactly. Like, and he, like, turns and sees him. He's like, what the 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, so it's not comedic. But then here you get so many examples of just this guy who who has killed so many people. And then at the beginning of the season, he's just like on the couch playing games. And he's like, he has no happiness from it, right? There's no, there's no right. positive from this crater that he has left behind. Because he, you know, we see like that, the, 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 mother, the mother and son, right? And then that ends in tragedy for them because he ends up shooting the kid. And yeah. then we see like the biker gang, which like all, all of them die. And then we see the fucking, the dad of the guy who kills himself in the hospital parking lot because he wants to see his son again. And then we see the, you know, um, the lady who, whose husband, I think Chris, right? And then she poisons him. And then she has to see this guy die in the kitchen. She can't even see what she's done. She, like, throws a towel on him. So it's, like, this, like, gigantic monster. And then oh, in the last, last shot, you see the dad by himself in his front yard with a picture of Janice in the kit in the living room. And he's just standing there. And it holds it for, like... A little too long or just just like long enough for you to be like everything we've seen and even though he gets the you know the guy gets buried well, also bars. also the guy sorry ryan's dad like killing himself in the fucking yes yeah like he can't bring himself hospital. to not he can't he, he's not gonna kill barry but he's like i can't do this right like i, I can't right it, 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 the weight of what you have put me through for no reason i mean there's reasons right. like he has reasons but you're you're still dying in the back of my car right right like it's not like you can be like dude i did it for the money now i'm rich because then you go you're greedy you're selfish but at least or never at least but like you, 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 i you understand go, the motivation right like, but you just did this to be a shitty actor or like you know or like to be in a um to be you know, dying in my back dying? like like right, exactly ultimately all you've gained from Taking away a thing I love is that you're dying in my backseat. Right. And right. I, I could fucking speed this process up. Like, <laughs> I could shoot exactly. you. But, yeah. like, what the fuck is life if this is how it works? <laughs> right. Exactly. And then at the end, you know, there's that great shot where I think he sees he, he sees the light. Yeah, yeah. He, like, looks up because all the people on the beach look up at the light. All the people he's killed. And he looks up and then it's, like, the light at the hospital. And, like, the camera's pushing on him as he's yeah. getting zoomed away. And then it's zooming away from, from the guy in the car who just killed himself in the hospital. Yeah. Um, Just, like, really great stuff like that. And then, like I said, like, the final shot where you just left, like, you know, at the end, you're just, like, watching it. And there's nobody left, right? Kusuno's left. The cops are gone. And it's just that this dad in the living room in his front yard and then just a picture of his daughter and like that's it right like the guy's yeah. gone but janice isn't back and all he's right. left with is just like i mean i know he like knows that the guy's behind bars but it's like what like, is that that's worth? it yeah exactly right and so i thought that that was great right like just like this whole season where you just keep seeing the, the end results of this like just violence right and then of course you know fugues being just pure evil <laughs> yeah pure evil and then also just ending up in prison it's <laughs> a fucking idiot <laughs> call me the raven <laughs> dude you know what line just killed me is that the is that the very last episode where that lady cop goes up to that cop that keeps saying that he's the raven yeah he goes hey have you seen what's his name and he goes i don't know i haven't seen him since he stormed out and loaded and yeah, cocked his gun in front of us <laughs> And then the I guy's said, like, ah, he must have had some important meeting to go to or whatever the fuck. Like, he, <laughs> no, he said he must be sightseeing or something. Uh, yeah, he said he must be sightseeing. It, it, that's the kind of stuff I love about the show. And like that, because in most movies, you see like, oh, the, the lone soldier. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And you just assume, mm-hmm. hell, he's just like, nobody saw him because only we did. But just, right. you realize that, oh no, he saw him. He's just like, he just loaded his gun and walked away. <laughs> like that. And then, you know, like he, where, where the, during the amazing bike chase, when he's like, hand oh, off, I was going to say, right? that whole, yeah, the handoff, bro. It's a giant ass fucking gun that just is big it, as what? the fucking dirt bike. And the guy, like, picks his hand up to try and get it <laughs> and just, like, smacks it out of the way and fucking crashes. Just gets oh, fucked up. Good. Dude, yes, that, yeah, that, whole that scene was amazing. Fucking... And here's the thing: I, I don't know why, like, it didn't really hit me until just now. But like, Barry murders like fucking I don't know how many of those bikers are there? Like six or seven. Six, he kills six at least or seven. three. Right. He it, and he's responsible for the deaths of the others indirectly. But, yeah. Like he does that right before he goes to Chris's wife's house. Wife. Yeah, like because he's, he's, he's literally that. got those same fucking beignets. Oh, that dude! That dude's that was fucking great. amazing. Every time he showed up, I was like, "This dude's the fucking truth." The, the guy, he's like, "Give him a Zoom call, man." Yeah, give him a Zoom call first. He's like, "The vibes could be different." <laughs> I see. I love that because I, 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 I took it as the the first scene where you where she, uh, he, um, last Sally's getting the thing for the pregnant yeah. lady. Oh, that was great, too, where that lady tries to touch the box, and she's like, get the fuck away! <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so, I took it, so, I could be wrong, I maybe I misread, but I took that as, they're in line, at first, you think, oh, those must be really good beignets, right? Right. And then, you later on, you realize that they're probably there because they're getting therapy from the guy. Yeah, <laughs> so that this dude's like, like a prophet. Like, yeah. <laughs> like this fucking idiot <laughs> is like a prophet from God, because he's like, <laughs> perfectly fucking nailing everything that should have been done and he's right, right like, yeah he's right about everything yeah so yeah um, like yeah the beignets that's the thing too is they're like oh these lines are super long the beignets must be great but like in the through line or not through line but like everyone says the beignets are great but like mm-hmm. it's clearly they're there to talk to him like most yeah of them. Mm-hmm. yeah because um, right at, yeah because right after they get theirs the woman in the back is like just telling him her life story to like try and get an answer yeah, yeah, and he's like, so I called this, you know, whatever. And he's yeah. like, so what do you say? You know, <laughs> um, and I love the going back to the 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 chase sequence. I love that it's filmed like it reminded me a lot of um, Drive. You know, the okay. opening sequence it's where it's really a lot long like I've seen Drive, but yeah, it's like inside the car. It's very compact. Like there's a great shot where he's like he he's he, you see the the camera from like inside, right? You, you just hear and it's breaking his windshield. And then it cuts to like a picture, like a shot from like his side view mirror, and then you, you and then all of a sudden a body just goes slamming into the passenger seat, mm-hmm. and I'd never seen anything like that before. I was like, oh shit, right? Because you you anticipate like with fucking flight attendant that when somebody gets hit by a car, they like roll on top, right? And then they like there's right. ten different camera shots, and like he's in slow motion, and then he lands, and then he's like, ah, right, right. And every time someone gets shot, or like it, it just happens. And right. then in, in the very one. And then, like, specifically the scenes that stick out in my head are, like, he gets away. And it's just, like, a long, zoomed out, like, relatively zoomed out, oh. wide shot yes, of yes. him just trying to, like, him just riding the bike. And then, inevitably, he turns around and looks, and there's fucking another bike behind him. And it's just, like, normally in an action scene, whenever another enemy enters the chase, it's, like, smash cut. Like, he, like, like... Trying to explain another action movie, the biker would hit a ramp from off the highway, land on the highway right next to Barry. But mm-hmm. like these, 
this violence, like this required violence catching up to Barry is just played like a thing that's going to happen. Like, he's just on his fucking bike. He turns around. Another fucking guy that he's going to have to kill shows up. And he just turns, he just looks forward. He's like, fuck. (laughs) It's just like one more thing he's got to deal with. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. so much of his violence in like, it's just like a matter of fact, another thing that has to happen. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, like every, it happens multiple times in that too. Like he's yeah. just fucking riding his bike and all of a sudden there's just like <sighs> another, another one off in the distance. That's clearly going to be a problem. He's yeah. like, fuck man. Like, I love the one, a- the big long shot at like sunset where he, he's in that like used car lot. And then oh, he like, you see and the, he, the on guy top. drives on top of the fucking dealership and everyone's mm-hmm. like, ah! Yeah, and he's like, he's up there, and he shoots yeah. him twice, and then Barry just walks away. He's like, oh, okay. All right, Jesus, when I saw that, buddy. oh yeah, he kept singing that the whole fucking time. Like every time the violence was over, he's like, he's just my buddy. <laughs> and then the new bike would show up. He'd be like, fuck. But the uh, the part about that I forgot is the I had to I went back I rewound it the moment it happened I rewound it because I was like Barry walks away and I'm like what the fuck. And so, like, I rewound it and tried to figure out what happened. Like, how did Barry just walk away right there? It was, like, mm-hmm. seamless. It was, like, a stage transition or something. Like, it's damn near magic how it happened because the shot's there the whole time. Right? Like, it's a shot mm-hmm. of that guy on top of the dealership fucking the, the fucking owner coming out. He's like, oh, not again. And he just fucking mm-hmm. runs out and shoots the guy on the roof. And I'm like, I never saw Barry again. So how did he all of a sudden walk away close to the camera? And he just, like... When he goes inside, when he walks back out, he walks back out in front of this crowd. Like, you can just barely see the top of Barry's head. Like, mm. it was done so well. Like, when they he made like, that comes scene, out of nowhere after the guy right. comes like, You're like, what the fuck? And he's, like, different. He's dressed differently. Um, and you're like, what the fuck? So, like, I immediately rewound it. Like, I didn't even let the episode finish. I had to rewind it. I was like, how the fuck did they do that? Like, how'd they get that by me? And mm. you can see, like, he's walk. he walks up in front of the crowd of, like, four people that are closer to the camera. And so when mm-hmm. the, the guy finally's done, he's he's close to the camera. And it was like such a striking like like I said, that shot immediately I was like, that was magic. I have to see what happened. Like went back. And that shit I'm like, that's fucking if I don't know if Bill Hader directed that episode. I think he directed Yeah, most he did the last three. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, that shit I'm like, Bill Hader's got an eye for it. Right? Like <laughs> Yeah, dude. Yeah, like it's like when you talk about Ben Stiller order. and his Ben Stiller's movies, you're like, mm-hmm, yeah, he can, mm-hmm. or that show, you're like, he can fucking direct, and he's like, got the chops for it. Like, that's how I feel about Bill Hader, right? Like, like yeah. I saw that, and I was like, yo, those are some incredible, like, scenes, right? You know what Which, I mean? Like, it's done so well. I mean, speaking of, of like, good, efficient directing, like, the sequence, we haven't even talked about him, because, I mean, he was kind of smaller this season, but Noho Hank, when he's oh jailed up, and he hears yeah. his friends being attacked by like a tiger mm-hmm. like it's like horrifying right yeah. and you just see his reaction and you just see like you hear like the slams right mm-hmm. and then just like fucking maniacal cackling from this from the guards yeah oh my gosh yeah it's it's that whole thing is crazy um noho hank is you know what's weird is uh it's another thing the show juggled exceptionally well that lesser shows don't or couldn't um Man, Noho Hank's whole storyline, and he got like a full storyline this season, right? Like, it's not like he was just a side character. Like, he wasn't right. on screen as much, but he still got like the same love that a character would. It never, like, I mean, there's one small moment, but it basically never intersects with Barry at all. 
Mm-hmm. Like, it is mm-hmm. its own thing, right? And, like, you know, halfway through the season, Kusuno's storyline has nothing to do with Barry for, like, you know, like, three episodes, right? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. he's just doing Sally too. thing. And, yeah, masculine. Yeah, Sally is doing her own thing. Like, it only comes back to me. And I'm like, I don't understand how this didn't feel worse. Like, we've talked about how, like, God, I can't remember which one we talked about. There was a show that I hadn't watched that you watched. And you were like, every time this one character comes on screen, God, it was a super big show, too. But you were like, there's this, like, uh, it might have been The Boys. Um, You were like, every time we get this one character storyline, like, I just feel like I would rather be watching the other characters. Like, I feel like I'm getting filler. Um, Maybe what's his fucking name? Um... What's his name? The Butcher. When you're like, okay. Yeah. So, like, but this show didn't have that, right? Like, they're completely separate storylines for the most part. And, like, at no point when I saw Noho Hank was I like, God, I just want to get back to the Barry shit. Like, it was all equally compelling and, like, got the right amount of screen time for how much I wanted to see it. You get what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know how they juggled that. Because it would have been very easy to give me a whole episode of just Noho Hank and me be like, okay, I guess. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yep. God, it was so good. <laughs> oh my I god! Love the sequence where he's like, the guy's has... filming on the fucking parking deck. Killing oh him. yes, when he's got the fucking head of the Chechen like mob from back in Chechnya on the uh, phone zooming him. He's like, hold on, I get a better view from on the parking deck, and he's watching <laughs> it in the fucking. The fucking Bolivians and then the feds, like, all rolling at the same time. He's like, oh, fuck, and he just throws it off the fucking parking deck. I was cracking up at that guy in the market, in the Bolivian market, where he's like, hmm, He's like, oh, oh, and he, and he, like, spits, and he goes, or he shoots him with the dart. Oh, yeah, yeah, and he's like, I thought that's what you were doing, but I didn't want to be rude. He's like, okay, that's what I thought. I just didn't want to be rude. Yeah, because he's putting it together so slow. The blow dart. Uh, oh yeah. my god, I forgot about that. He's like, we, he's like, why should I have to do the bomb? Or earlier, he's like, why should I have to do the fucking bomb? Shouldn't we draw straws? And he's like, what are you? What are you fucking Bruce Willis in Armageddon? We're not doing that. <laughs> oh man, God. But uh, ultimately, yeah. Overall, great. Uh, Barry season three is great. Fantastic, um, dude. Like fantastic. Like it, it, this is like you know. Premiere, premiere, grade A, like plus 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 peak television. Like when people talk and, about TV being like, like you know, the golden age of television. Like this, this is that in my mind. I I don't understand how this hasn't, like, and maybe it has, right? Maybe I'm just slightly disconnected. It could be, but like this has nowhere near the hype it should have for how yeah. good this show is. Now see three seasons in a row, right? Yeah. Like. It, you could have told me, like, if it had a great first season and some people didn't watch, I'd be like, I get it. You know what I mean? But we're, like, mm-hmm. three seasons, three full seasons in now of just, like, an absolutely great show. And I'm like, not enough people are talking about this. Like, yeah. Somebody on Twitter was like, this is, like, the first show since Breaking Bad where, or first show, this should be, like, break that is as good and has earned its place as being a great TV show. Yeah. And, yet, and it I, doesn't have the same fanfare. And the only thing I can come up with is that... Because the, it is kind of comedic. Like, it has comedic moments, and I feel like people just naturally 
kind of discount that kind yeah. of stuff. Like, I think if this was, it, a street... it becomes not it becomes not prestige TV, right? Like prestige I, yeah, TV I, is dramas, and if it has comedy, then it ain't drama. <laughs> and the fact that it's a half hour, I think people go be like, "That's a comedy." You know, people are fucking stupid. That's they, true. They, they they look they, like if this was a straight drama, this would be like on everybody. This would be as big as Ozark, if right? This was a fucking and that's, drama. This right? I think this is better than Ozark. Oh, I think it's easy. Because I've watched... I can't remember which season I stopped on Ozark. I, I don't remember where the season's in. But I remember mm-hmm. I stopped... It might have been the one right before the last season. Or maybe it was two before. I don't know. But it was like right when the wife went rogue and was like... Held the press conference and was like... We're doing... Like it was like some big proclamation that like... None of them had planned for. And like made it like super front and visual. I think mm-hmm. it had something to do with the boat casino. And she like does something to make it like super official and public and they're like whoa like we weren't planned for this and that's how like the season ends is that yeah. she's like i'm taking control now and i was like that's stupid like you know you don't just take a fucking drug thing like a whole drug operation like you don't take that fucking public uh without a whole lot of work first right so i was right. like eh. that that moment to me was house of cards him pushing her in front of the train i was like okay oh yes, like, yes this, like this the, is the out of control jumping the shark <laughs> kind of thing yeah. yeah so um that was that was when I stopped Ozark, but this has been better than Ozark even up to that point. And, yeah, like, I no, think... it's not getting... It, I don't know, man. Because, like, the thing is, I've I've talked to people at work about it. Nobody else at my work has seen a single episode of Barry. I'm like, this shit's fucking great, though. Like, they've seen Yellowstone. They've seen fucking any Netflix show. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm, like, but mm-hmm. nobody is talking about this. And I don't know if it's just maybe, I mean, HBO Max is great, but HBO Max isn't quite as ubiquitous to the point that, like, Prime and Cable and Netflix are, right? Like, it's not, right. it's not as much just standard, right? Like, like Netflix got to a point where it was like, yeah, everyone has Netflix. Like, everyone has access to Netflix. And if you don't have access to Netflix, you're in the minority. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think HBO Max is quite there yet. Um, so that could be part of it, but I'm still just yeah. like, I just can't believe that this show hasn't gotten more public love. Um, hopefully, yeah, ho- hopefully by the time season four comes out, it'll, you know. Which, by the way, now. I heard there was a season four, and I'm like, fuck, I don't know what they're going to do in season four. <laughs> like, like yeah. the way season three ended, you could have convinced me that was the end of the show. Yeah, right? yeah, like, and, and honestly, like, yeah, like, I think you were, or I forget who was mentioning it, or somebody was talking about how, like, when, this, when seasons end, I love... When seasons end and they could be the series finale, right? Right. And it, I, cliffhangers are nice every now and then, but if a season, if show ends and the season feels like, yeah, that makes sense. That's a show that I that I could deal, or that's an ending I could deal with. That's those are the best, right? Because sometimes the cliffhangers, sometimes the cliffhangers are great. Sometimes the cliffhangers feel like you just made this to get paid. Like right, you ended exactly. this in a cliffhanger so you could con- secure right. that you're gonna. What get are you a... gonna do? Not have a season? Not pay it off? Mm-mm. Right. Exactly. People do like this show, even if it's not great anymore. Like people still like it enough to want to see it through. So it sounds yeah. like you're gonna have to finish paying me. Um, but yeah, this this could have been the end of the series. And like, I don't see like I have an idea, right, of what season four could be, and that's maybe fucking Barry and Fuchs fucking navigating jail at the same jail or yeah. something right like, like Fuchs becomes the raven in jail and fucking uh-huh. Barry's just doing Fuchs's dumb errands in jail um yeah. but even that is like not a guarantee and so let's put it this way if I hadn't had three seasons of greatness already 
the way season three ended to get a season four, I'd be like, I don't know if I trust season four is going to be any good. Right? Like, you could convince me that season four from a lesser show could just feel like this weird tacked on, like, yeah, the show's over, but we're still going to milk the cow for a little more money. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But what we've seen out of the first three seasons, I have the utmost confidence in season four. Oh, I'm absolutely. very yeah. excited. Yeah, especially because, you know, if you would have been like, how is season three going to go? I wouldn't have predicted any of it. Yeah, I wouldn't have predicted Barry getting arrested. The Barry yeah. getting arrested is the most... All right, first of all, the reason why episode six threw me so off, I was like, is Barry going to... All right, no, so first, it was... Might have been episode one. I was like, is, is Fuchs dead? Like, or maybe it was episode oh, five yeah, when he got shot and they, Those guys shot him? Yeah. They shot him, and it was so matter of fact. It must have been episode five or six, because the bikers shoot Fuchs before they go chase Barry. Um, but they, they shot Fuchs, and like, I was like... Uh, or the camera stays on Fuchs. I was waiting for his eyes to pop open and be like, oh, the bulletproof bit, or whatever. And they mm-hmm. don't. And this, the episode just ends. And I was like, is Fuchs fucking dead? Like, for real? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then, you know, he's not dead. Um, but Barry gets poisoned. I'm like, did they just fucking kill Barry, like, two episodes before the finale? What the fuck? And then he didn't. But, like... It, it didn't feel fake or forced or, like, some stupid thing, but it was, like, it's so many times it's like, fuck, is this, like, is it over? Like, like is, yeah, yeah. is this show over already? And mm-hmm. it didn't. So, again, him getting arrested is another one of those things where I was like, holy shit, is he, like, like it's done? Like, I was, I don't, I was expecting something, right? Like, he, the cop showed up and I was like, I have no idea how he gets out of this. Like, that, that's yeah. what I think, right? Like, I don't know how he would get out of it, but it feels like he's got to get out of it, right? <laughs> right, right. So, yeah, I just... A lot of twists, a lot of turns. I mean, episode was great. Um, season was great. Uh, but, yeah, Barry definitely fucking must-watch TV, in my opinion. Absolutely. 100%. All right, guys. Well, that's uh, this has been the Barry episode. That's the, yeah, that's, uh, that's, the, that's the actual end. <laughs> yeah, the actual end. So. Yeah, it's like the end of Ferris Bueller. It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> Go home. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll catch you guys next week. Later. See you.